Welcome to FASD Hope, a podcast about fetal alcohol spectrum disorder through the lens of parent advocates with over 20 years of lived experience. FASD Hope provides awareness, information, and inspiration to those people whose lives have been touched by FASD. And I'm the host of FASD Hope, Natalie Becchione. Welcome to today's episode. It's September. Welcome to FASD Hope. I am pumped for today's guest. Um, I had the pleasure of talking with Jeremy Elliott uh, probably a, a week or two ago, and uh, we've been playing tag into getting him on the show. Um, of course, it's September. He is doing so much advocacy Um And he's got such a warrior with him, Will, who have been on other podcasts talking about their advocacy, talking about the work that they're doing. So I am thrilled to welcome. He has so many titles. I can't even name them. I'm going to let him share them. But Jeremy Elliott, who is wrestler, martial arts, just everything. And especially important, he's an FASD advocate, which he is a warrior for us. and. Another warrior, Will, who is an FASD self-advocate. So Will and Jeremy, welcome to FASD Hope. Hey, thank you for having us. Uh, That was a great introduction. And uh, yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. I know I'm excited to be here. Will, you're excited to be here and uh, looking forward to some great conversation tonight. And you guys are coming off a really tiring weekend. You guys had like so much. We're recording this on Labor Day and you guys had such a busy weekend. So before we start talking... Tell, tell, share with everybody this big weekend you had, because I was following you guys on social media this weekend and I could not believe how busy you guys were. Yeah, it was a great weekend. Uh, we actually had two big wrestling shows this weekend. So last night, uh, was in, uh, St. Catharines, Ontario, Canada. And the night before that was in Welland, Ontario, Canada. Um, and, and they were great shows. Um, we've been, uh, with them a number of months now. Uh, the Welland Show actually is a huge supporter of our Embrace Our Journey, uh, where they've been helping us raise awareness. Uh, and that show was actually super fun because we even got Will uh, was involved because Will is training to be a pro wrestler. And uh, so he actually had a chance to get involved on Saturday night with the match. Um, and then um, last night was more of our local company who uh, William trains with. There's trainer shows. Um, and that's actually setting up for something where they're having a huge event in October at uh, a big arena here in St. Catharines. And they're also going to use that to help uh, promote uh, our Embrace Our Journey and everything that we're doing with the FASD Awareness. I love that. And we'll talk about that more in a little bit. So yes, and I totally forgot. Thank you for reminding me, Jeremy. Embrace Our Journey is your advocacy name. And um, I just love that. And I also love hearing that Will is training to be a pro wrestler because that to me, it's just, I love that. That that to me like personifies the FASD warrior spirit. Yeah. And that that's like I said, I think that's, you know, he's, uh, I don't blame if he's exhausted tonight because I know like we got home late uh, Saturday night, but then of course, you know, he was up for training on Sunday. Uh, Then we, he watched the show that I wrestled on. um, And then uh, even of course we, you know, have to catch up on watching some events that we may have missed on uh, TV, which is, I know what Will's been doing ever since, right, buddy, you've been catching up and relaxing and (laughs) catching up on the wrestling. So yeah, it's just been, uh, go, go, go. But I know it's something that he loves and he's passionate about. So, um, 
you know, it's wrestling itself is one of those funny uh, communities. I find it's a very community oriented. And then when you're accepted with these guys, like they've come to accept Will, which is what I think William loves about it the most. Right. Yeah. Is that the guys like it's just, it's the camaraderie and he has it with the kids or teen other teenagers that he trains with his coaches, the other wrestlers and all the other wrestlers love him. And so he just gets around everybody and talks and, they call him into the ring and he'll be doing some moves. He was working out before the show yesterday. So it's a lot of fun. I love that. And I love hearing as a parent, I love hearing how that tight community that, that you have will with wrestlers and Jeremy, that tight community that you're talking about, that is so important. I think that's a protective factor for our teens and our young adults as, as um, anyone, not just individuals with FASD, but as you get older, having those people who have your back and who will always have your back. That is so important in life. And to be able to have that, you know, um, at, at a younger age, it, it just makes like, it makes me as a parent hopeful to hear, to hear that. So before we talk about all of the amazing advocacy you guys are doing, um, Jeremy, let's just start talking about how you became involved with Embrace Our Journey and just with your advocacy in FASD? Yeah, absolutely. So um, William's journey, you know, we we started it a long time ago with some very simple things. Um, as early as when he was four years old, uh, he hopped on the mats with me to do some martial arts, which I know we'll touch base upon later as well. Um, but that's kind of where it was starting, where, um, you know, you've heard it, how we get kind of the oh, we're not sure if these guys are going to be able to do this, you know, and I, watch me. And so I'm like, okay, we're going to get Will a yellow belt. And then uh, as soon as we got him a yellow belt, we're going to enter him into a tournament. And that's when he's four and five years old. And so it started then. Um, this wrestling side of it with Embrace Our Journey really only came up recently. Um, just to, some things that have happened in William's life. Um, the, the way everything just fell into place. He started training uh, in pro wrestling back in December. Um, he started doing some private lessons, just some private one-on-ones with a couple of different instructors. Um, and we were using that just for our, well, this is what we want to do right now. This is going to keep you busy. This is going to keep you active uh, and something to look forward to. And um, in my brain, I kept trying to think of like, how can I, how can I use something to be this awareness? How can we get the word out? And then, so as he's training and uh, we're going to a couple of different gyms, like on his birthday in February, uh, we went to a, a school in Hamilton for his birthday to get a training session. And it, it was all great. And so I, I came across, obviously the Red, Red Shoes Rock campaign has been huge. And so I thought, okay, you know what? What if I buy red boots and, um, then what if I wear them, you know, cause originally he was training wrestling and I haven't wrestled a match in about four years just because, um, I've been with him. He's been doing different things. And so our weekends were in different uh, places, whether we were playing football or throwing shot put. Um, so just wrestling wasn't a thing, but, uh, now that he is really taken on as a passion of his and he's really fell in love with it. Um, of course, just me being around somebody, of course, Hey, you ever think about wrestling again? You want to wrestle a match and then, okay, listen, you know, I got these red boots. Let's draw up the logo, embrace our journey. And 
off and running we go. And uh, like I said, places like this MWO Wrestling has really helped supported us. They've gotten the communities out there. We got the Embrace Our Journey t-shirts out there and they've been uh, really going well and a lot of support. Uh, we've connected it with my martial arts academy. And like I said, he'll be uh, wrestling some matches uh, upcoming as well soon, which will help uh, raise awareness. He's even actually got his first uh, pair of kick pads and the kick pads are red as well. So we'll have red boots and red kick pads and uh, it'll, we'll be out there. That's awesome. So the, the awareness is just going to go up like about five notches because of what you guys are doing in the, um, not only in the wrestling community, but in the martial arts community, just in every area you guys t are touching, you're bringing that FASD awareness and that advocacy. So, um, I love, I love hearing that. So, um, you've got a lot going on. We talked about what you had this past weekend. You know, we're, we're recording this Labor Day weekend. We're going to be airing this in September. Um, let's talk about what you guys have planned for, you know, the rest of this month for October and for the rest of 2022 before we, we talk really about your advocacy and, um, about martial arts and, and, you know, um, yeah, sounds you'll... great. Yeah. The, um, it's so funny that you just said, you know, we're just going to keep uh, growing and, uh, it is. We started off, I just thought this was going to be something small. You know, I didn't know how far we could go with it. Um, but now the, the, the more and more these months pass by, the more and more we are growing and the more, and the bigger the vision I have. And that's where, so yeah, upcoming this week, uh, we're really going to use, uh, September 9th is FASD day. It's going to, we're going to do a weekend event here at my uh, Academy United family of martial arts here in Niagara falls. And uh, it, it's going to kick off where I have really brought uh, my two worlds together where we've, we brought the martial arts world together with the pro wrestling world and they're going to help shine the light uh, on FASD. So the world can uh, see what we're doing. And so uh, the Friday the 9th, we have seminars here where we have uh, a world uh, kickboxing and sparring champion from uh, the karate world who's going to be teaching uh, as well. He's, it's actually a great story because he'll be here teaching with his son. His son is William's age, um, but he's a, a standout amateur wrestler um, who actually has been down to Penn State University in the States and wrestled with their junior team. So he's going to be teaching uh, the wrestling side of things on Friday night. Um, we're going to have the mayor here. We're going to do a little ribbon cutting. So we have a new uh, property uh, out here, Chippewa and Riverside, um, which is right on the border of the United States for anybody who's listening out here. Like we can pretty much see the bridge to the States uh, through our doors. Um, but he's going to be here to cut the ribbon. The Niagara Falls is going to be illuminated red for FASD day. And then going into the 10th, uh, the Saturday morning, we're going to have a follow your dreams presentation by the CWF uh, heavyweight champion, Jesse Bieber, who will be here talking to all of the kids. So um, for our Embrace Our Journey, that's our first FASD weekend plans. And I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be a great weekend of uh, action and just a lot of excitement. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. So um, you have a big event happening in October. Not, I mean, that's big, but what you're talking about is huge. And I love that. And I'm just taking notes as you're talking, Jeremy, because I, this is just so great to hear 
all of the energy and and the passion that you have behind your FASD advocacy. Let's talk about before we start talking about, you know, just all the parallels of of the wrestling martial arts and FASD. Let's talk about what specifically you have coming up in October. Right. Um, so, you know, it's really funny, as I don't know, since we've talked, if I've added a, an event as well. Um, I know the event you're going off of is, uh, we were saying, the big arena show. So, um, again, it's the company CWF, uh, the Canadian Wrestling Federation, which has really taken on. William's really gotten to love uh, his coaches down there, uh, Corey and Chris Thorne. Uh, they're going to have a huge show at the Meridian Center, which is our basketball arena up here and uh we're gonna have a huge show with uh all kinds of guys uh past wwe superstars uh guys from japan coming in and of course our local cwf guys are gonna be on the show including myself um and it's gonna be in support of fasd uh the embrace our journey campaign and uh you know, putting a little spotlight on William as well as they've been uh, training him and he's had two amazing weekends of training hey buddy you really uh, come a long way. And I know the coaches are really uh, happy and excited uh, about his progress. And so that's leading up towards the October 30th. That's fantastic. So that's October 30th. And like I said, we're going to be sharing information, sharing links, sharing all that good stuff so that um, you can um, you can get in touch with Jeremy if you want to, if you're in the area, if you want to watch, if you want to donate, um, we will be sharing all those links, not only in this week's social media post, but as well as in our program notes for this episode. So let's talk a little bit about specifically, you know, Jeremy and I, when we had our kind of pre uh, episode conversation, we we talked about our love for, um, believe it or not, our love for martial arts and our our, our love for wrestling. Um, I kind of have a background in, in martial arts, as does my, my, my family and our son. I have to say that martial arts was a huge part of his journey and like will he really connected with the community and it was so beneficial for our son to be in martial arts telling jeremy how our son was on the demo team and just you know when he got his black belt how just so incredibly proud and blessed that we felt so let's talk about before we talk about why it's in, it's important you know for advocating let's talk about kind of like some of the parallels between martial arts, wrestling, and, and FASD advocacy. Um, Jeremy, what do you think, like, where do you think, and why do you think it's like such a good combination of, of those three things? Well, I think I could even ask Will the question because anytime, um, he's been asked like, why is martial arts been good? Why is wrestling good? Why is weightlifting good? Why is, you know, throwing shot put? Why is the football? Any of this is good. Um, Will, let me know if I'm wrong, the, the physical. You've always liked it. You like the energy release. It's the one place you can let out that energy and aggression. Am I correct in all of that? So what are your favorite parts when weightlifting, football? Like, just like, why is it so important for you that you get to do those physical sports? Pretty much the physicality. The physicality. Plus the mental release. It helps your mental. So by physical, the body release helps the brain almost relax sometimes. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I I think that. that's, yeah, it's, it, that's always huge. Like, and that's what I've said, like, just cause I know, and you know, the funny thing is, is even back when he was in elementary school, the very first years that he's doing some of these football and wrestling, 
the teachers think, okay, you know what, when he sits down, he actually concentrates a little bit better because as weird as it sounds, he's had that violent release. He's gotten yes. the violence out of his system, that physical, and now he can sit down and concentrate. So yes. I think any of these physical sports, you like, that's why just strength training in general for kids, I think is hugely important. Even if it's as simple as getting down on the floor and doing a set of pushups, because that activation of your body is going to help your mind. And I know, like I said, that's why like anything Williams ever ha has done, like is been something physical. Like I know classically, when you look at him, his size, his size fits all of these sports too. But like, no matter what, I think I would have been a advocate for physicality in, in any kid, let alone a kid who's got FASD or on the spectrum. Yes. And well, you said it perfectly, you know, when, when you have that physical release, when you have that, that physical, just that pure energy kind of coming out, it really does relax and help just kind of take your brain into more of a focus mode. So I, I love hearing that. And also I, I know from watching our son over the years when he was doing martial arts, um, he had, so we know, you know, um, individuals with FASD have many gifts, you know, just like you will have these amazing strengths and amazing gifts. Um, our son was able to like, remember his forms and remember, you know, he was on the demo team because he, maybe he couldn't remember a math fact, but he could do a, a form like, you know, like nobody's business. So I think that martial arts, wrestling, anything physical really brings out the strengths of our kids. And I say kids affectionately, our, our teens, our kids, our teens, our, our young adults that have not only FASD, but any other type of, of either brain diagnosis or, or any type of um, just, just anything, getting that physical energy. And we know that there's a lot of ways to do it. There's like, you know, the, the heavy push way, which is like proprioceptive, you know, like that's when we feel things against, you know, our body. And then there's like the spinning way, which is vestibular. So that's like, you know, feeling your, where you are, you know, in, in, in around you. So those are just like, the, those are the words that the doctors always throw at those us. And that we talk yeah. About. <laughs> but yeah, but, but it, in martial arts, you have, and in wrestling, you have them both, you know, some, some physical activities, you only have one and not the other, you know, you have both those elements in things like martial arts, wrestling weightlifting, things like that. So I, I love sharing this. Now I'm just going to go down this rabbit hole. Now I'm, we're just going to talk about this. So I have, this is probably the first time I've ever shared this, but um, <laughs> back in, in 1990, a long time ago, I was actually um, uh, for, for North Carolina, I was the women's um, uh, state champion in sparring for, for my belt and weight division. Now, this is a long time ago. This was way before I even had kids or anything. And this is actually even before I met my husband. And I can tell you that, you know, training and all that stuff. And then many years later, when our son started training martial arts, I can tell you that when you're in that space, when you're in that zone of like, whether it be sparring or doing a form or practicing something, it's really just, it's great because you said it so perfectly well. It's just like your body is releasing so you're able to focus. Jeremy and, and Will, why would you recommend things like martial arts, mixed martial arts, 
wrestling, weightlifting. Um, why would you recommend those um, sports and, and, and those, uh, those lifestyles to individuals with FASD? What benefits do you see in those? So something that I've been pushing hugely as of late, and this has just become from uh, so much of my study in 2022, like 2022 has been a complete change uh, as even though we've been in this game for a while, um, I've had to go really deep into some studying. And I find what I feel is what's the most important thing with FASD and martial arts helps with this is extremely is it allows each individual to find what they are best at and what they can be most creative on. Um, unfortunately, when we talk about like the education systems and schools, they're just, it's this curriculum and it's learned this and then that's it. Study, regurgitate and next steps. In martial arts, it doesn't matter. Like you're saying, you're going to find kids that fall in love with kata or sparring. Um, well, why I think William has, obviously he's watched me wrestle as well since he was four. So obviously he's loved wrestling his whole life. Um, but when he was first competing, I'm sure you've seen the self-defense divisions in tournaments. So we used to always perform when he was five years old. I was his Uki. I would attack him. He beats me up. And that is almost similar to a pro wrestling match. And so uh, what I love about watching Will with this is same thing. Okay. So here's a kid who you want to try to ask him some math stuff. Oh, it, it ain't happening. But yet if, if you're going to tell him, how to go from an arm ringer into a rolling uh, rainmaker go-go plata finish for a submission. He's going to tell you about it. He's going to get you there. Like he knows he, actually today, I we just had this conversation where he's starting to tell me wrestling moves that I don't know about. He he's just studying and he, you know, he's an encyclopedia for these, but that's his creativity of where he's putting that in. That's his, that's his gift. That's his success. And so I think that's where martial arts comes in. Because even though there may be this list of moves, you need to do these moves to get to your green belt. But anybody who's putting that work in can get that green belt. But like I said, their specialty, me, maybe they're the kicker of the group. They may be the strongest push-up of the group. They may be the, the wrestler of the group. But either way, they're all accepted on the mats and their creativity is encouraged to find what they're interested in the most. Love that. I love that. So, Will, what is your favorite part about martial arts? What do you think your favorite thing is? For me, it was sparring. What was your favorite? Yeah, I like I liked uh, sparring. Sparring, yeah, as well, a couple of times. But I think my most successful was self defense with Jeremy. That was in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, we had some uh, some pretty good performances. Um, and yeah, he's always competed and he tried sparring a number of times. And it was a, it was a, I thought that was a really good experience too. Because as you know, sparring can be also, you know, it's humbling too, where you're mm -hmm. up there. Hey, sometimes you're hitting and you're winning and sometimes you're, mm -hmm. so that's a great thing. And But like, it was always a, it was always awesome to perform. And you had a lot of people, I think the last time we did something it's quite a few years ago now before COVID um, with uh, self-defense and you got a, a lot of tens up at the United challenge. And uh, it, you could see the wrestling started to take over too, because we're throwing in camel clutches and th these little different pro wrestling moves into the martial arts, which is once again, this is something that I've always loved to, 
fuse the two. I've been working on fusing the two for decades now. Um, and it was awesome to be able to pass it on to him because now I, I'm watching him do it in both worlds. But even now too, both worlds are accepting it and I'm seeing them come together. And it's like, like, wow, 1996, 2001, mm-hmm. these were the beginning years of where I was trying to do this. And now here we are in 2022 and it's accepted and people are loving it. So, and I'm just glad, like I said, that I, I, I've been able to do it. I'm glad he's able to do it. So I, I think it's phenomenal. And then, and you know, Will can pass it on to the other kids that he works with and sees on a day-to-day basis. I love that. Oh man. So if you're okay. So if you're a listener and listening to this awesome pumped up like conversation and you're thinking about, or, or if you're maybe someone with an FASD and you are thinking, you know, I, I always wanted to try martial arts or I always wanted to try wrestling or anything like that. What advice would you give to someone listening? Who's like thinking, okay, I could, I could do that. I, I could really like, you know, get into that. Um, and maybe they're a little apprehensive. What advice would you give to, um, to help so them take that There's a lot point? to that question. There's really a lot to that question where, um, first of all, um, if you're a parent of the FASD child, um, you got to be supportive in the fact that you want them to find something that fits them. And yeah, maybe it takes some time, but in the sense, I I don't know, you know, I've thrown different things at will. Like I was just writing in my book recently uh, that I'm working on publishing and I've just been adding chapters just because there's so much happening in my life that I just, I don't want to, I don't want to send this out to the publishers yet because there's still stuff that I need to put in. Uh, But that was one of the things was like, in my truck, like ever since he was young, like I have like Muay Thai shield. So we could do some pad hitting at the park or something. I actually had a shot put in, in my truck, which we were throwing shot put just for fun in a park before he even actually threw track. Um, playing around just like, and when it comes back to martial arts, like wrestling and doing Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and stuff like that. It's natural as a father and son, you just grapple, you wrestle. It's human nature. The physicality is important. We've lost it a little bit because of these uh, weird few years, but it's something I almost think naturally humans need as the release. And so from the aspect of the parent, um, just trust that it's, it's what the kid needs. Now, it also, there is some times when you might sit back and be very nervous on the edge of your seat because you might be interested in how is my child going to react to this adversity because it's going to come. And, yeah. but I think that's something that needs to be taught as well. I think yes. that's grown with William. Like there's been times where William's had some chan- uh, challenges. Um, like you, first of all, you, you go out there, you want to win and you lose. That's hard to accept. Like mm-hmm. a lot of kids have a hard time accepting that. And FASD kids are no different. If, if even, you know, I don't know more, but um, teaching them it's okay. Like no big deal. There's going to be another day. We get back to work. We go back to practice, you know, and sometimes on the physical stuff, I, I've, t- I've talked to Will when it, it comes to sports too, because he's thrown on, you know, he's done a few high level events and okay. You have FASD. I get that. And that is very hard. But that's great reason why we're going to put in a little bit extra. You put in that little extra work and it's going to get you to where you want. And like I said, it's, it's come a long way with him. Like I said, I'm seeing in, a, in him now where like the body mechanics doing this for so many years, the body mechanics, even though, you know, he may not have the great 
greatest balance or anything like that. Like you watch him, like I said, uh, for those who are listening, you can't see William. He is six foot five, 320 pounds. And yesterday he was practicing, you know, jumping off the top ropes, doing splashes and uh, vaulting over the ropes and stuff like that and running and jump. And these are all things that characteristically you wouldn't think would happen. Um, but through his life uh, working at all of these things, you know, he's been able to do that. I know I'm getting kind of off topic, but I'll swing it back around real quick now to the parents also need to trust in an instructor and find a good instructor, which yeah. that might be the hardest part in martial arts too, is finding a great instructor. You need somebody who's obviously, uh, it's even a good thing that we can educate the martial arts instructors on how to deal with our kids. Um, but I think it's just, again, the open-mindedness. If you've been in the, the, martial arts world you've been in the open sport karate world which i think is very helpful and beneficial as well because if you have an instructor with an open mind who might be teaching different things at their academy then you can find because maybe your kid is going to like to pick up a bow and do weapons you know they they think it's super fun the younger ones think they're ninja turtles good push them that route you know and then that way they're not necessarily sparring and you know they get in the head and then they they have a meltdown like that you know you can maybe guide them into that as they're as they're learning you know exactly. um but then also again like i said uh, the wrestling and the jujitsu is awesome because hey you know what once again if you're the person on the bottom and somebody's on top trying to hold you down instead of flipping out and having that meltdown you got to breathe your way through it. You got to think about the proper technique so you get out the right way. Once again, something that transfers from on the mats to a life skill. Yes. Yes. So I love that, Jeremy, how you're just reinforcing that there are so many built-in life skills in martial arts, in sports training, in wrestling, in, you know, just all these avenues that you're you're touching you and will that that you guys are in there are built-in life skills not only physically but mentally you know and and it really helps build up those strengths that we know our kids have i know for us when our son started he was he was pretty young he was i believe he was five or six when he started um we kind of went dojo shopping you know we went to it because it because you know you know there's so many different styles out there there's so many different teachers teaching styles that we when we found when we found the school that was the right fit it was like okay yep this is this is where he's meant to be. And and for us, this was even before our son officially had his diagnosis. It was suspected, but we still didn't have official diagnosis. We would share with, you know, with his senseis, hey, you know, um, these are just some of the areas that, you know, our son needs support in. But then these are the areas that he's going to shine and he's just going to like, you know, go to town. And I think that with a lot again it's where you have to be a parent advocate and say okay this is where i know we need some support but this is where i know that you know he he can do it no problem if you talk about that i know some parents are apprehensive about sharing that information but i know from from our experience when we shared that information it gave our son's teachers a better understanding of okay well this is why he he didn't really feel comfortable doing this or this is why maybe we'll try this this way um would you would you agree with that jeremy like oh, that's just a fine giving, line i think yeah. william can even chime in because there was a time where um like when he was starting his football um we wouldn't say a thing because that was the 
hey, yes, you have FASD, but sorry, if you're trying out for this team, you just got to work twice as hard so you make the team. Because mm-hmm. we were, I, I especially me as a parent, and I actually almost feel guilty about it now because I don't think I should have, but it was that thing of like, I'm not going to, I, we, we don't want to come to the coaches and be like, right, hey, well, right, right. he has this, so, you know, right. can you? No, it was like, Willie, go out, do your best, try out, mm-hmm. and you're going to make this success. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think we ended up having, you know, to have these conversations, and Will, correct me, like, it was be- it was for the better, like, when we were able to talk to the coaches and say, hey, listen, because this is where you're going to be able to reach Willie, because if you don't do it the right way, exactly, results out of him, and, that, and that's been a, a thing with William, you know, if you, like anybody, if you hit, hit them the right way, you'll get the right results, and I correct on that, Chad? Yeah. 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 You enjoyed, yeah. you thought it was important for us to connect with the coaches and the teachers. Definitely. Exactly. Exactly. And I know, again, for every, you know, I'm just talking as a mom, you know, from, from lived experience, but I know that um, for us, when we gave our son's teachers, cause he went to a couple of different schools, um, a heads up as to just, you know, Hey, these are just some things, you know, just to know, like you said, Jeremy, it just gives, it's, it just gives somebody a heads up to say, okay, well, if this isn't working this way, you can try it this way. You know, you, um, and, and I think that so often a lot of parents, you know, like you said, you know, they just go try harder and we want you to do it. But sometimes, and again, it's, it's all parent, you know, it's really up to, you know, your parent, you're advocating for your kid, but when you give a heads up, I think that it's not, you know, there, there's nothing. I th- I think it's totally, um, I think it's help, very helpful when you can give a heads up when you can. So. No, absolutely. And I think it's, it's helped. And like, cause I was even hesitant about like, I've had to ask him in the past, like, are you okay with us putting this out there? Uh, right. And like, you're fine with, the way this is gone and the way we put it out there for you, even just with the embrace our journey. And when we go to wrestling, like it's something you're okay that you, yeah, I almost wanted to use the word you embrace, you know, that it's okay to put this out there. Yeah. yeah. Um, exactly. Cause I think like, and from us, from my standpoint as the parent as well, um, I didn't realize, you know, I think I almost looked at, I, I don't know what we would say the, the world with rosy glasses and that, Oh, everybody's helpful and everybody knows things. And uh, it's the complete opposite. I, mm-hmm. he, he went into grade nine uh, last year and uh, high schools don't really know about it. It was completely different than elementary school. Um, and for me now looking at it and like, I've been coaching and teaching almost my whole life. Like I got into martial arts when I was a kid, I started assisting as early as 10 years old. By the time I was 14, 15, I I was definitely teaching and uh, I've done it ever since. And I've done many different things, whether it had been, you know, the martial arts side of things, I've I've coached some sports or weightlifting or uh, all kinds of things, swimming. Like I've taught many things and coached many things. So I can look at it in that aspect and like, that's where the world needs. Like I almost feel for myself, part of what my, my aspirations are in this journey is I need more teachers to understand this. I need more coaches to understand this. It's not the kids that are the problem in helping the kids. The kids are good. Kids are fine. The the adults in the know and the adults. Yes. Because after all, we are in charge of this next generation. So it's our job to raise them. Right. And so Mm -hmm. I just really got on this journey where I hope I can reach uh, more adults in uh, educating them on how to help these kids. 
that right there, Jeremy, that right there as a mom, as you know, I, I can tell you that's exactly what we need. And it needs to not just happen. You are, you are doing it and it's having ripple effects and you and Will are, are you, you guys are this amazing team and it's having ripple effects. And that's what we need. We need across the world, the systemic education about, (laughs) you guys are awesome, about how to get teachers, anyone out there to be aware of FASD, to be informed about FASD, and most of all, to be supportive and to accommodate when necessary, or just let them shine like the way I, I, I would love to see Will training sometime. Oh my gosh. I, I think it would be so inspiring to me, Will, because I know that as a mom, when I used to watch our son, you know, get ready for demo team and, and, you know, he, he used to perform in parades and, and you know, it was just like, it, it gives you just this feeling of, wow, you know, wow. I, you know, when our kids can let their strengths and gifts shine, it really, um, gives you a sense of, okay, you know, I, I'm, I'm just so thankful for this opportunity. Yeah, so and, uh, we can make sure we give you guys even will, will's got some social media out there as well. Yes. So he can be followed Cause he likes to post some stuff of his training. Um, and yeah, there's a lot for him coming up. Like I said, because he's been so good. Actually, one of those things for October is um, what is your potential next match? Young man, who are you wrestling next? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, yes, I think uh, William and I are going to have a match. So like I said, he got involved in a show on uh, Saturday, which was great. So he's starting to have some roles. Um, but I think there's going to be a little bit of a showcase for him where uh, him and I will get to roll around and do a little exhibition as well. Um, and I think it's going to be great. I'm hoping to just highlight so many of his skills that I know he's capable of as, uh, you know, being with him for so long, so many years performing. Um, I know what I can bring out of him. And so I think that's going to be one of our great things uh, in October to showcase what he can do. And uh, yeah, we really want to show his journey. It's like you said, the ripple effect, Uh, the ripple effect started with him. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him. Everything that I've done for this, um, it it starts with him and that's it. And I think people really understand that. I think that's what people really, when they get to know William, really understand his huge heart that he has, which is once again, why the community you know, has, you know, gotten so close to him, but that's, that's why I'm, he's close to the community is because they do accept him for who he is and what he can do. And that's why I've said like for all of these promoters that have helped us and any of his trainers and coaches, I said, listen, you're helping my kid with, you know, it's a huge part of his life and it's something that's positive for him and it's got him with goals and it's him showing his skills I'm all in on that. So I'll help you guys do whatever you guys want. I'm here for you guys because you're here for him. Um, And once again, that ripple effect of, Oh, we're on, you know, FASD podcast. Oh, we're on a martial arts podcast. Uh, Oh, we're going to do some, you know, pro wrestling stuff. We're, we're going to do martial arts stuff and it's, it's all coming together. And like you said, October is going to be a huge month. And so that's going to be a part of that before the big arena show, um, I also have a really exciting trip to Texas that I've, uh, ended up booking and planning, uh, just early on in October as well, which is going to be a huge, uh, 
connection of both pro wrestling and martial arts. So it's a ripple effect. And uh, yeah, once again, it's that awareness and let's have everybody see we're just doing it different. I keep saying like, uh, it may be a little bit different through suplexes and body slams and stuff, but uh, Hey, people can see it and people like it. Cause actually we had a lot of people this weekend say they've never been to a pro wrestling show. This was their first time at a wrestling show. They've never seen one. And uh, they were amazed at it. And it's like, you know, so it's, Hey, any vehicle that we can get it out there, then this is, this is great. And it's exciting. Love that. Love that. So Jeremy, one more time, can you share with our listeners how they can follow you, how they can get in touch with you? Just, just please share away so we can um, just get the yes, word out. So we're easy as can be to find uh, both on Instagram and Twitter. I am Jeremy Elliott and F for Niagara Falls. He is William Gibson NF for Niagara Falls, and that's both on Twitter and Instagram, so you guys can give us a follow. Um, I have my Academy Instagram, which also posts some Instagram stuff. Uh, UFMA NF, um, they they show the Instagram uh, Embrace Our Journey stuff as well, because it's gone hand in hand now where originally it was just a pro wrestling thing. But now um, because so many people have supported us and if they bought a t-shirt or they've donated or, you know, uh, our guys at MWO uh, this past weekend, when they do 50, 50 draws, they give the 50% away, obviously. And the 50% goes to embrace our journey where uh, what I'm doing is I'm putting together our fund and I put it out there to my uh, Academy, the money that we've raised, um, if anybody knows a family or child with FASD or on the spectrum that could use our programming, well, that's where some of this funds now can go. So um, when we bring in money, okay, we can give this child a month for free. We can give this child, oh, we're going to uh, get them a uniform so they can come in and train. Um, and so now it's really crossed over in that way, which is really cool because I wasn't even expecting that to begin with. Um, but I think that's a great way to, uh, you know, get them also onto the mats as well. So if they've seen us live in a, in a ring for wrestling or something like that, or if, like I said, a family knows somebody and they're just a little bit hesitant. Okay. Well, listen, Hey, we're going to, we'll pay for your month. We're going to sponsor your month. Come out, check us out and see what we can do for you. And uh, that way we can help families. Terrific. Terrific. And I will be sharing those handles and, and, and those links again in, our uh, social media posts, as well as this week's um, episode program notes. So I'm going to end two parts. I I always like to end on hope. You know, we talk about FASD and you guys are giving me so much hope because you guys are bringing so much energy to FASD advocacy. And like we said, you guys are just doing things that are having ripple effects, not only, not only in the FASD community, but beyond the FASD community. Uh, so I, that is just very hopeful for me. So, Will, I'm going to start with you. What is, you know, we're airing this in FASD Awareness Month. What do you want people to know the most about FASD? It's a tough question. It's a great question. Yeah. Do a little thinking. Take your time. What do they need to know about you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just me? Anything in general, anything what comes to your brain when you think FASD and what the world should know about. Just, it's very hard. It's very inter intricate. Intricate, yeah. Yeah. Can I say something? Will, what you teach me is to keep going. 
You keep going. Even when you don't know what I see with you guys is that you're just, you keep going, you know, something happens and you are definitely, you are very wise in sharing. It's FASD is complicated. It's very complicated. It's, it's more complicated than we all realize, but you keep going and you You've keep setbacks. Yep. Didn't stop you. Right. Would you tell that to other kids too? You think like just because maybe they've been dealt this hand, but look at, you can do things. Look at you. You can do things. So can they. Right. I like that. I like that. And will again, you have to me, you have a, a, a war. You, you have a warrior in you. you. You're a fighter. And I can tell. And I love that. I love that. So, Jeremy, what words of hope do you have for listeners? It's FASD Awareness Month. You I, are just in this full throttle. How can how can listeners have hope? Yeah. So on his note, from what we were just going with, I love that because that was kind of my first vision. There's uh, some of these tours that William loves sitting around and listening to the old guys talk about all their uh, their stories, but they uh, they travel the roads and go way, way up north here in Canada to a lot of the reservations and stuff like that. And so on top of wrestling, they do a lot of talks and stuff like that. And that was one of the first things that I thought about, Will. What, a, what an inspiration would be like you wrestle a match and then you just hop on the mic and say those exact things of, hey – you know, I'm William Gibson. I have FASD. Look what I just did. You can do it too. Um, so that's just the follow-up of that thought. And um, my hope is just, you know what? I was taught something from an early, early age. My mother, my life started on a really interesting note as well, where my mother, uh, single mom, welfare, she had bipolar even. But she, no matter how tough she had it, she taught me to just, you know, dream as big as you can. You can do anything you want. Anything you want to do in life, you can do it. Have fun and work your hardest. So my hope is just for all of you guys out there that are listening, the parents, uh, if there's some kids, or even I know a lot of adults with FASD listen to these podcasts, you know, never stop dreaming. Never, Don't ever think too small. That's the problem. The hope needs to be and think as big as possible. I wouldn't be here if I didn't. My journey started with, like I said, a, a single mom on welfare. I, I, I saw the karate kid in a theater. He raised a trophy. I said, okay, I want to do that. And now here I am. And we've just, we purchased a property. We have our own building out here um, where somebody who is on welfare and the project shouldn't be owning real estate and having their own property, but I do. Um, I've traveled the world uh, being a martial arts world champion. Uh, the pro wrestling's brought me everywhere. Uh, it's bringing my boy and I everywhere. And like I said, I, from the time he was four, when it was basically, like I said, the world's going to say, oh, you can't do this. Or, you know, it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard. Not nah, forget it. Watch us. And that's what my life's been about. And so I think that's why this embrace our journey thing has gotten so big is just because that's just me. Like I never, I, I guess, unfortunately slash my, my skill is I don't do anything small. Like if we're going to do it, we're going. 
And uh, so everybody out there, let's go as big as we can, because right now we already know that like when you hashtag stuff, the thing that still frustrates me the most about FASD, these hashtags that you use on Instagram and stuff, there isn't many, you know, the FASD hashtags aren't blowing up like everything else. You know, there's certain, you know, hashtags out there that are way up there and we need to get ours out there just as much because um, I think you guys say it all the time, right? One in 20 kids yeah. have a One in 20. Yeah. Like that's a crazy statistic. And so how is it not known? Because once again, here's all these teachers who, who deal with, if one in mm-hmm. 20 kids has it, these teachers are dealing with it a lot more than they think they're dealing with it. And mm-hmm. they don't know and they're not being educated about it. So we are the ones that are in charge of getting it out there. So that's the hope of like dreaming big. So it gets so huge that it becomes a normal thought in in everyday life. And we know about these kids and we know about their families and it's just natural that we support each other and make sure our community successful. Cause that's once again, our job as a, you know, uh, it takes a village to raise a child. So let's get on that. (laughs) I love it. So dream big, don't give up and embrace the journey. Absolutely. Love it. Love it. And I hope you guys will come back maybe next year to give me an update and to let me know how things are going. I would love to have you back. I think it's great. I think William can come back a little bit on a, on a, not as long of a weekend run, right? We'll come <laughs> I know you're recovering from a long weekend, Will, <laughs> and I appreciate it. Will and Jeremy, thank you so much for being on FASD Hope. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks again for listening to FASD Hope with Natalie Becchione. If you like our show and want more information, check out FASDHope.com or please leave us a five-star rating and review And follow us on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you join us again next week. And remember to be informed, take care, and always have hope.